Welcome to the Get Sacred Podcast. I'm your host, life coach, Melissa Elysian, and I'm here to teach you how to create more money, more love, and more sacred success. If you're ready to create a lusciously abundant and pleasure-filled life, you're in the right place. Hello. On this episode of the Get Sacred Podcast, I want to talk to you about work and how it's not everything. Yeah. (laughs) I want to talk about work because it's so tied to our perceptions of success, like we relate it to success culturally. So I want to talk about work and I want to... um, I kind of want to detangle it from the idea of success. I want to loosen the chokehold that I see that it has on us culturally because capitalism pushes that you have to have more money, right? You have to have the most, whatever, like more than whatever you have is what capitalism wants you to get, more, 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 more. And then we have that tied into work, So then work becomes this place where we're always trying to negotiate um, the, the definition of success that is most commonly used. And I just wanna address a few things about work so that you can um really lean into the idea that your success is not stipulated just on your work, that success in your life is a full life kind of thing. It means it's not just your career, it's also relationships, it's also community, it's also your health and well-being, it's also the way you play and how you enjoy your life. It's about a lot of things. It's not just about your career, it's not just about work. So. Let's just start with the fact that even though culturally a lot of people are thinking about work all the time, especially if you live that nine to five life or you're living a more than nine to five life, then work feels like a very, very significant part of your life. But I kind of want to zoom out a little bit and let you know that In any given day, most of us, I'm just going to say culturally in the United States or maybe whoever I'm talking to on my podcast, I'm going to even narrow in. I'm going to offer that most everyone who's listening to my podcast is doing like an eight-hour day-ish. And if you're an entrepreneur, it's like difficult to do the math about it, right? Because it happens at all hours. (laughs) You might be doing living that life. But sincerely, the work is like one third of the day. It's not half of the day. It's not most of the day. It's just a part of the day. And then when you magnify it to a lifetime, right? If you zoom out, you realize it's not half of your life, right? It's not even gonna be a third of your life. It will probably be less than that because you would not have been working from the time you were a baby. Right? So just take that in. The time that you spend working is a smaller fraction of your life than you think, despite 
the fact that we, as a culture, tend to um, center our work, like make our lives revolve around our work, we're not always aware that it's not actually as big or as much of our life as we think. There's so much more life. And especially if you're living that nine to five life, I'm going to say even if you're living that entrepreneur life, like how many hours of that day are you on social media? <laughs> or, are you, or are you shopping? <laughs> right? It's We're not working as much as we think we're working. And I don't like, you know, I kind of want to like put a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of like a like a surgeon general warning there because I know that most of us are like overworking. Like we're just go, go, go. We're moving very quickly. We're trying to be productive in every area of our lives. But if you just think about your life and then try to gather all of the working together, I want you to know that it's not as big of a portion of your life as you think it is, and there's so much more life that you have going on. There's so much more time in your life that's happening that isn't work, that is kind of going unnoticed, that is not um, being spent really intentionally because we're overemphasizing the part that our work or career takes in our lives. So I kind of want to like take this idea of work and like acknowledge that it's not as big as you think it is. It's not as much of your life as you think it is. And so it doesn't need your whole entire life to be revolving around it. So that's the first thing I want to call attention to you have way more life going on than you're probably paying attention to. So there's that. And then there's this insidious idea that I want to talk about that like the work you do, you have to be very passionate about it. The first thing that I want to say is One, if you're actually paying attention to the rest of your life that's not work and you allow yourself to be as enthusiastic or as motivated to improve and grow or succeed or have success or feel fulfilled in the other areas of your life, that will also shrink work. It will also make work like feel like it's appropriate size, right? If you do like our culture says and you center work, everything else has to revolve around work and it gets diminished. Work tends to take our energy and our focus and we direct direct like a striving energy towards it in ways that we might forget to do in other areas of our lives that... If we did put more intention there, work would become much smaller. Like it would feel much smaller as far as how much life it takes. But in relationship to this idea of work and like it being the place where you have to have passion, first I want to say I'm not going to front like 
my work is work that I'm really passionate about. I love my work. It is a place where I can um, stretch and expand and strive and grow. I, I feel deeply fulfilled by that. And I want to also make room for the fact that I know that's not the only way to do work, right? There might be other places in your life where you feel passionate, where you feel expansive, where you're striving, where you want to grow, where you really want to make an impact that are not work. And I think that's okay. Like, I think that's amazing, actually. I think that's fantastic, right? Let's say you're, I don't know, the coach for your kid's soccer team and, like, that pays pebbles, I would imagine, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) But I assume that if you're doing, like, a community, local type of thing where you're coaching, that you're not balling out of control from doing that. But... That, that could be a place where you're very passionate, where you feel expansive and you want to grow, where you put in time and effort and energy into getting better and to offering more to the kids and where you feel like you can make a big impact and you can change people's lives and you can impact your relationship with your kid and with other kids in the community. If you have that desire, if that's a place where your passion lives, I want you to really embrace that and not use not feeling that same enthusiasm at work as like not make that a problem. I really feel like um, this idea that your work has to be this place where you feel deep, deep passion and where you're like striving for growth and expansion is not really necessary. (laughs) I don't. Your life is so big. There's so many places for you to pour into. I think the idea that it has to be work that, that you have that passionate relationship with is an idea that's kind of stems out of this Um, like capitalistic push to, for growth. If you have work that you enjoy and love, that you're good at, but doesn't require you to like stretch or expand, I don't think this is a problem. I don't think this is a problem. I don't think that it's necessary to have your income tied to this idea of, Um, passion or growth. I don't even think that work gives us passion. I think we bring passion to our work. And so if that's the relationship that you have with your work, that you feel passionate like I do, that's where you like to grow and expand. Amazing. But if it's not, if that's not how it shakes up, you have a great job that you like, that you love working with the people that you work with, that you enjoy, that is comfortable, that gives you a good lifestyle, that allows you to take care of your needs and allows you to like, I don't know, come home and um, enjoy your family or spend time with friends. It supports you having a healthy and full life. That's incredible. That's amazing. That shouldn't be overlooked because it's not your passion project. 
It should not be overlooked. Actually, if you find work that supports your ability to engage with your passions even better, like so amazing, <laughs> so, so amazing. And I think that that gets overlooked. I think that people assume that because you're passionate about something, it has to pay you and that um, you have to burn bridges and like risk it all so that you can do it. Yeah, you could do that. If that's what your like heart and soul are on fire for, cool, I'm down. You know I'm about that life. <laughs> you know I'm about that life. Um, you know that I support my clients in doing that work, they're making big shifts and and following the things that they're passionate for, but it's not always in the work. So if you have work that allows you to um, focus your attentions, energies, and passions into the thing that you love, that you're passionate about, that you want to be doing, no matter what it is, I think that that's good. I think that that's great. I think it's important for us to acknowledge that the work isn't everything, that our lives are full of relationships and people and our interests and our different kinds of passions, and that when we overemphasize it in work, we lose, um, we lose the potential of joy and fulfillment that can come from other places that need that energy, that need that passion, that need that commitment, that need us to be willing to grow and expand in those places, right? Um, and that will that will support us and replenish us and like fulfill us because we do that. I hope you're catching my vibe here. I want you to realize that work isn't everything. <laughs> I want you to work that work isn't everything and that you don't need to get everything from work. Oh, let me give the example of, um, I guess this is kind of a new uh, thing that I want to share now is the idea of getting everything from your work. So because of this, this idea, this like societal idea that you have to be doing the thing that you're passionate and that we should all be focused on our work and, um, which is really cool for capitalism, right? You get, you get why I'm bringing up capitalism. I hope you do. And if you don't, let me break it down. The idea that we're going to be productive right? That we're going to constantly produce, 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 produce. An idea that supports that is the idea that our work is this place that we're going to be the most passionate in growth. If you focus your life and you center your life around work, then we as a society become very, very productive. If you insist that work is the place where you have relationships and work is the place where you get fulfillment from your passion and work is the place where you get fulfillment from personal growth and work is the place, did I mention relationships? I did, right? Work is the place where you have um, uh, relationships that's, that feel sustaining and supportive. If work becomes the place where we get all of our fulfillment, right? 
then we become more productive, right? So everyone thinking about work that way means we all focus towards work. Then we're more productive. And then capitalism is very excited because capitalism really would like us to work a lot and produce. It's just what it does. It just, it's about more. It's about more. <laughs> it's about more money, more productivity. It's about creating um, wealth in ways that are not necessarily individual, but um, very, well, you know how capitalism works. <laughs> so if we're all... If we're all focused on work and we're making work the place where we get all of our fulfillment, right, then we just become more productive. And so it's a very seductive idea that supports capitalism in a, a really, really great way. And I'm not knocking everything about capitalism. I'm just pointing to, um, I'm just wanting to point out the places where it's got its foot on people's neck, right? Like, Making you feel like work is your whole life is a function that is a, is an idealism that supports capitalism, and it's probably a function of capitalism to have everyone in a, in that system believe that that's the place to get the most fulfillment because then everyone will produce, 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 and push to produce. But what I want to offer is, you know, I'm thinking about a client of mine who was loves the work that she does, um, loves the work that she does, and was feeling very unfulfilled from work. And then when we did a closer examination of what was missing, what was feeling off about work, I realized the things that she was wanting from work was like a whole life situation like the things that she wanted to get from work were things that she could find in relationships that she had with her friends were things that she could get from her own um out her own activities right like loving she loves the outdoors she loves um hiking she loves camping she loves doing all these things and the things that she wanted from work had to do with connection and they had to do with adventure and don't get it twisted. It's not that I don't think she couldn't find those things at work, but to the extent that she was expecting her job to give her those things, I was like, why aren't you just getting those things for yourself elsewhere? Like every job isn't going to give you every single thing. Just like when we're in relationships with people, side tangent, we think like, for example, we're in a monogamous relationship with one person and that one person is somehow going to not only be our best friend and give us the best advice, but also be our lover and also be our like financial advisor and also be the person who tells us the truth, but also is the person who just listens and doesn't comment. And like, we want that person to be everything. Like societally, I think that is part of our culture now too is like communities uh, that existed where we were fully supported by many members of the community. Now we're smaller in communities. Our, our communities are smaller and we're looking to partners to do a lot of work. I bring up that example because I feel like it's pretty like common and you can probably see it somewhere in your life or um, in, in relationship to somebody that you know. We do that with work. We have this idea 
that work is going to be this place where we're going to fulfill all of the needs that we have, <laughs> all of the excitement needs, all of the connection needs, all of the spiritual growth needs, all of the personal development needs, all of the financial needs, all of these needs we were directing at work. And I want to say work is not that big. Work isn't everything. Work isn't everything. There's so much more to your life. There's so many more places for you to get fulfillment. There's so many more places for you to find connection that you're limiting yourself if you decide that work has to be the place where you get all of those things. And you're making work way too much, too important when you decide it has to be the place that you get all of those things. And you make it harder for you to actually like enjoy and have gratitude and love your work when you're expecting it to be this thing that gives you everything. When it doesn't need to be that. When actually if you let it not be that, you'd probably have a more healthy relationship with your work than you do when you make it this center that has to be the source of everything. So what does that look like in like real life? It means like, you know, if you <laughs> just kind of push it, if you think your work is boring, right? You're like, I'm bored. Um, I'm bored. Like, cool. like, okay, you're bored. I, I would ask you, like, are you not bored in other places? Like, are you bored at home? Are you bored in your relationship? Are you bored in your friendships? Like, or are you just bored at work? And if you told me that there's a pattern of bored, which there might be, <laughs> I would tell you to look at all of the places where you're bored, you're not excited, and examine that and maybe switch it up because you might have something to do with why you're bored. And also, is it like very terrible for you to be bored at work? Mm, uh, it depends on who you are, right? So like, is it? Like, most people say they want work that they find light and easy and intuitive, right? But if you think that all the excitement of your life has to come from work, then you can't have that. Then you can't have something that feels light and very intuitive and that doesn't like press you. Maybe that's not your thing about work, but if it is, if you want work that feels like I can do this, I have all of the skills I need to do this work, I show up, I do it well, it challenges me a bit, but it's not overboard, it's not pressing me, then maybe what you need is to find some excitement somewhere else. Are you catching my drift? There's a bit of like a duality here, right? Like there's a bit of like everyone is a little bit different and so it depends on what you need. It depends on who you are. It depends on what your style is. But I wanna offer you that you might want to take a different perspective. You might want to not have work be the place where you feel too excited. Like maybe work is too exciting for you. <laughs> 
and you want it to be the other way. Or maybe you're just looking for it to give you things that you can find in other places in your life and you haven't given yourself the chance. Like, stop making work be the, the, the crux of your life. In a society where we're feeling overworked and it feels like we're go, go, go and social media never stops and we're, pe- most people don't take their vacations and we're feeling pressed, getting everything from work just makes that situation worse. Like feeling the need to get all of the things from work makes the situation worse. There are, mm, there are plenty of opportunities. There are plenty of opportunities. They exist for you to work in ways where you're not feeling, um, let me not focus on what you're not feeling. Let me focus on what you do feel. There are plenty of opportunities for work that feels like ease. Like your passion doesn't have to be your work. (laughs) You can be passionate about work without it having to be the place where you feel like you need to be exponentially growing. Earlier, I gave the example of being a soccer coach in your community. You might want to be pouring your extra energies and efforts and, and desire for personal growth and expansion into being a parent or being a partner or into one of your hobbies, into art, into music, into your garden, into leisurely activities that are fulfilling for you. And having work not be the center makes room for that. So I'm just offering this as an alternative Right? And, I, and I say that from a place of knowing that I'm a person who has been very intentional about loving the work that I do. But I did that from a place of uh, teasing and tweezing my work until it felt easy and light, until it felt like leisure, like until it felt like I could do this in my sleep. Like I kept changing what I was doing. I kept growing and um, maneuvering until it was that on purpose with intention. And so maybe that's the route that you want to take. Maybe um, you want to keep making the edits. And I would implore you, if that's the route that you choose, to still make it so that work isn't the center. Work isn't the everything of your life. Because it was in all of the other things that I loved, right? All of the other curiosities that I had, right? Because I started my professional work as a nurse working in the ER, How did I end up becoming a life coach and becoming a nurse that works in psychedelic medicines and therapies? 
How did that happen? I will tell you that it wasn't a nursing program that got me here. It was my own curiosities and fascinations about psychology and personal development. It was my own passion and love for um, for uh, spirituality and just, I don't know, taking in life and really just um, sitting with and exploring the human condition that led me to this work, which meant I stopped making, years ago, I stopped making the work that I was doing in the hospitals the center of my curiosity. I stopped letting it be the center of my growth. I let the things that I love be the center of my growth, and it allowed me to make changes in my career that have brought me to this work. But it was from not centering the work. <laughs> like It was from not making what I was doing everything to me. It has always mattered to me that I did my work well, and I've always wanted to grow in my work, but it was my outside curiosities. It was my own exploration that landed me to this work that I do now. You can't find the things that I know and that I bring to the table in my work in a nursing program. You can't find it even in a psychology program it's not like that. It was my own exploration. It was the things that I, that lit me up that allowed me to do this work now. And now that I'm in this work, I'm still following my own curiosities and I'm still making the work smaller. And when I say when I'm making the work smaller, I'm still making my work like take a right percentage, <laughs> right? Take up the amount of space that's appropriate in my life. I'm still working on that all the time. Like looking for places and spaces where if I could devote more of my um, curiosity and more of my like desire to grow and expand and pour it into that, that I get to have a more joyful, successful, fulfilled life. It just so happens that all of those things always make my work better. It just so happens that my willingness to get um, creative and explore and grow a around relationship to my family, in my, my romantic relationships, with my friendships, they all translate at work they all make it so that I work better. They do. It's just the, it's just the situation, <laughs> just the how it works. But that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it so that I can have a beautiful, fulfilled life. I'm doing it because I value those relationships, right? I'm doing it because it feels really good to grow in those areas. I'm doing it because I get to... Um, reap the benefits of what it is to like be going through it and know that I have people that I can call, that I love, that I trust, that I can be vulnerable with, that I learn to have that capacity to share some of my deepest um, uh, fears and feelings with people that I cultivated through practice from my willingness and wanting to grow, right? 
And then I have this love of music and I have this love of singing that I spend time with and that I pour into that has nothing to do with any of my work and yet makes my life feel so fulfilled. First of all, just like singing is just this beautiful, we don't, we don't always acknowledge it's such a beautiful healing practice. It's such a beautiful way to be alive if it's the thing that resonates for you, right? Sending vibrations all through my body on a regular basis is good medicine for me. It makes me have a more fulfilled, joyous life. It makes me feel really good. It makes me feel really connected to life when I'm relating to music through song and I, and I lean into my passion and love for music. It makes me feel connected to my partner who loves music and other people in my life who love music. Like, I'm so happy that work over time is getting smaller and smaller. And I don't just mean like in hours. <laughs> I mean, in my mind, I think about work often, but I have a whole life and I know that work is not everything. I think about other things and I allow myself to get fulfillment from other places. Work is not everything for me. And I just want to offer to you that work doesn't have to be everything for you. If you want to create a more balanced, fulfilled life, then you have permission to get your needs from all sorts of places, not just from work, and to acknowledge that it is not even going to be half of your life that you're working. It will be, it will probably be less than a third of the hours that you are alive living on this planet that you will be working. And it would be appropriate for you to treat it as such and to, for you to give yourself permission for it to be not the center of everything in the way that I think our culture pushes us to make it the center of everything. Now, if you've listened to me before, or especially if you've been listening for years and you know that I think that we all have these amazing, magical, unique gifts inside of us that we have to share with the world. And I'm so thrilled and excited. It always just like freaking delights me to run into somebody else's magic and be like, oh my God, that's so cool that you do that. Like, that's so amazing that that's the thing that lights you up. Like, I'm so happy that you are, exist on the planet with that fire inside you. And I don't think it has to be everybody's work. Like, it doesn't have to be the thing that pays you. It could be something else, right? For the person in your community or the community next to you who is running the food pantry and not making a dollar off of it and they've been doing it for like 10 years, I just like think that's like the juiciest thing ever. What a beautiful and fulfilling gift that they offer to the world through this thing that they're passionate about, that they care about, that isn't paying all of the bills, but is a place where obviously they will get connection and joy, right? Like beautiful things come from that. And it's not the work that we think of, you know, when we think about work, it's something else. 
And I want to give you permission to find the places in your life where that sense of fulfillment and connection and joy and creativity and growth can exist and let yourself lean into them. Let yourself lean into that and not so heavily feel the need to rest yourself into the work and like squeeze all of those things out of your job. I guess that's a word that I probably should have been using the whole time. Your job, like (laughs) give yourself permission to be deeply fulfilled by all the aspects of life that are around you and all the other times of the day that exist so that that sense of your job is not so big. It doesn't feel so over cumbersome. It doesn't feel like it's taking your whole life. That'll be one of the ways to lessen that grip and to have perspective and to make more time for your own pleasure, for your own joy and your fulfillment is to take it out of your job, to not make your job be the source of all of those things. Work isn't everything. Your job isn't everything. There's so much more. There's so much more life. There's so much more time. There's so much more you. And I want you to have access to it. I want you to find it. I want you to know that that's available. Okay, is there anything else that I wanted you to know about that as I go on my ranty tangents? No. I think think that's it. All right, thanks for listening. Lots of love. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Get Sacred podcast. For more ways to connect, I want you to head to melissaalesian.com. To be coached by me, head to my website and schedule a time for us to chat all things sacred and sovereign about your life. The link is in the show notes. I'll talk to you soon.